there was a, a statement published uh, in uh, the local uh, news that said it was time to change the mission statement because this one was 15 years old and the committee's goal was to draft a more modern and aspirational statement. And she was quoted in saying, we wanted a mission statement that wasn't quite so rooted in the educational language of the 80s and 90s. Because uh, suddenly <laughs> having educational language in a mission statement for a school is like, it's no longer in vogue. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't understand that one. Welcome to the Eans Parents United podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Silva. Join me for meaningful conversations and timely information about Eans School District. It's past, present, and where we hope for the good of our children, it's heading. In the first couple episodes of our podcast, we spent time talking about the history, legacy, and heritage of the Eans Independent School District and the traditions of the high school. In the next episode, we spent a little time debunking some of the unfortunate myths that have followed the school and the community's reputation for many years. So in this episode, we're going to turn our attention to the mission statement of Eanes. Did you know that we have a mission statement at the district? Did you know that it was recently changed after a long-standing history of success? We want you to be aware of how it's changed and how that might affect the way our children are educated. Because at the end of the day, we want Eanes to pursue educational excellence and prepare our children for college and lifelong success. As you'll hear in this episode, there's strong reason to believe that our new mission statement might just take us off course. Everyone looks at a mission statement differently. In business, Many companies can have mission statements for decades and generations. Sometimes in business, companies will change their mission statement as often as every few years, which generally isn't advisable. But a mission statement's purpose is where everything flows from. It's supposed to set the tone and the structure for the culture and the purpose of existence, why that organization is there. And that's no different for an educational institution either. So I'm going to read to you what the old mission statement was, and then we'll talk about the new mission statement and how they're different. So the old mission statement is as follows. The Eanes community is vitally committed to educational excellence that prepares and inspires all students for lifelong success by engaging each student in rigorous academic experiences and enriching opportunities. Now, that is a very simple statement. And when you listen to it, what does it tell you? It tells you we're focused on one thing, educating our kids. We want the kids educated. It's implying that if you give kids a great education and you push them out into the world, they're going to be smart enough to figure out what to do in engaging life. It doesn't go into a bunch of other superfluous things. It's super focused, and everyone can understand it. And as a result of that mission statement and, of, and everything that follows beneath it, the curriculum, the culture, the conduct, the rules, what it has produced is this amazing school district that 
spits out probably some of the top-ranking results, certainly in Texas, if not the rest of the country. There's no question when you have, I think it's a 99% college placement rate, that is incredible. So at some point a couple years ago, the leadership at Eanes decided, you know what? It's time to change the mission statement. It's not serving our purpose any longer. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know why they changed, but let me read to you what the new mission statement is that was adopted in 2021. It's as follows. We unite our community through respectful relationships, creating a sense of belonging for all. We empower students, providing an exemplary education that develops curiosity, creativity, and individual talents. We inspire each other to lead purposeful lives of empathy, gratitude, and compassion. Now, this is about, in my opinion, about as milquetoast of a mission statement as you can possibly put out there. It strips away the simplicity of the previous mission statement to replace it with a complexity that is clearly designed to satisfy every possible constituent every possible belief, every possible feeling. And as a result of being inclusive, to use a contemporary word, it has now been exclusive of the most important thing that an educational mission for an institution is supposed to do. And that's focused on education. Uh, There was a a statement published uh, in uh, the local uh, news from uh, one of the uh, trustees, uh, Baltazar, that said... um, It was time to change the mission statement because this one was 15 years old and the committee's goal was to draft a more modern and aspirational statement. And she was quoted in saying, we wanted a mission statement that wasn't quite so rooted in the educational language of the 80s and 90s because uh, suddenly (laughs) having educational language in a mission statement for a school is like... It's no longer in vogue. I mean, I, I, I don't understand that one. Um, but that was the driver. Yeah, they threw in exemplary education. Why the use of the word exemplary, I have no idea. Why the, the use of the word excellence in the previous mission statement is not good enough, I have no idea. But as a parent, I don't think a sense of belonging is, it a, is going to get my kid into college. And, and how does an education that creates curiosity help my daughter score on the SAT test? I mean, you can't be curious and take an SAT test. You've got to be intense, focused, super well-studied, ultra-prepared for one of the biggest tests of your life. One of the first consequential tests of your life as a young person is that SAT What does curiosity have to do with that? What is empathy, gratitude, or compassion? I mean, are are colleges admitting kids now because of your empathy rating? I mean, I get it. I I get why they're putting it in there, but this is where I talked earlier uh, on an episode of the podcast about where this partnership begins and ends. There are responsibilities of the parents to teach children social, moral uh, behaviors like empathy and gratitude and compassion. The school can be there to reinforce these concepts through their rules and their conduct and their culture, but it's not their job to teach these things. I don't want to be in competition 
with my school on what my definition of empathy is. And what's, what's ironic about this changing of the mission statement, again, in my humble opinion, is they say they want to unite, we unite our community through respectful relationships. Well, this doesn't feel very uniting. Did anyone even invite you into the process to have something to say about changing the mission of the district your third grader is in and going to be in for the next nine years? You know, my purpose of putting my children in that district is to get them an education. And now it's changed. It's not about education. It's all about these softball, milk toast, fringe sort of concepts that while they might be important in society, they're not the reason I want my kid in Westlake High School. These are not the uh, values that drive Westlake to create a business incubator that kicks out uh, you know, young entrepreneurs. It's This mission statement is not what's driving Westlake to build I think one of the only robotics labs in the in the country, certainly the state. It's, you know, empathy and compassion is not what drives our academic or athletic teams, excuse me, to just crush other teams and take another state championship three years in a row. There's nothing in here about children growing and and it's it just I think it just completely misses the point, and I don't get it. My uh, eldest daughter was um, uh, applied to UT mm-hmm. and did not was not admitted at first, but at that time there was a provisional status and she could take 12 hours in the summer at UT mm-hmm. as a provisional student. So it mm-hmm. was for, it was a English, a math, a science and a social science that they designated. And she had to graduate with a, I mean graduate, she had to get a B or above uh, to be accepted as a student. She did it. Yeah. And she didn't have that much trouble. In fact, she made A's in a couple of the classes. So, um, so she, although she wasn't accepted, yeah. she, she had again that knowledge that gave her. So yeah. she started college with twelve hours under her belt, and um, you know. So again, it's just you know it, it's always been so wonderful, and that's why. Um, again, you know, I don't want to play on anything but they but excellence is important and and striving for excellence yeah. striving for your best yeah. you know maybe excellence is a excellence is the ultimate thing we would like mm-hmm. but to it's a stretch goal but i think one of uh one of my daughter's teachers said when she was in 10th grade when they were talking about colleges and we were there for parents thing and she said i know all the a lot of parents would like ivy league colleges or or Colleges of stature, but she goes. But there are valuable. There are colleges for every certain every person, for sure. and all the students have different kind of learning um, patterns mm-hmm. and strengths and everything. And that's why I feel like it's been very, very rich, a yeah. very rich academic environment for everybody. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I was, I was surprised myself on. You know, with the changes this year, where they took 
academic excellence off of the mission statement for the district. Right. What? Why did they do that? What is? What is? Why? Well, I mean, according to why? when when the I was at the meeting with the board when they were explaining it, and it was more of a more inclusive statement, and. Um, it's not excellence. It's something because, else. Because, uh, but but it took them. They had a committee, and it took them eighteen months to redo or remake the motto or the uh, the mission statement. Mission statement, eighteen months, and they and they voted on it, and it's fine. And again, to me, um, it I, I just don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't get yeah. it. I was thought, well, gosh, when you with with such success that this district has had. Mm-hmm. And with an understanding of the legacy, like you just said, it started when that beautiful school up in the hill, you know, was born. Mm-hmm. That's where that's where the expectation was sought. And so many people have moved here and chosen here right. because of the reputation of the school district academically, athletically. Um, and yeah, I, athletically. I mean. It's, intri- it's incredible. <laughs> I, I, go Chaps this weekend. Yeah, go yeah. Chaps. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, why, why would, um, how would, how would a change like that serve us better? Like you, mm-hmm. you almost can't make it better than what it is right now. Mm-hmm. You, you'd really, with what is here, you just have to really just be stewards of what is. Right. You don't have to change it. Uh, so I, I'm confused and I, I hope, um, as we bring other guests on that we're inside on that thinking. I also heard it took 18 months Mm-hmm. To take off academic excellence, I don't get it. Um, I don't know how the word excellence excludes anyone. Right. I mean, <laughs> that, yes. that is about excellence. Who doesn't want to be excellent, or or who thinks that they are someplace in life where excellence is not possible, or it's not a goal we're striving for? I just don't get it. Right. I, I just don't get it. And uh, you know, when I look at Westlake, w- what I've learned uh, over the years is they really don't do anything half-assed. I mean, they they really go for it, right? And I think that's that that uh, it's it really appeals to the entrepreneur in me. You know, they don't run a series of business courses; mm-hmm. they build a darn business incubator, right? Which I was a mentor for uh, for a couple of years. You know, and and what an amazing thing taking young kids and pulling that entrepreneurial spirit out of them and helping them build actual money generating businesses, right? That can get funded. Right. I mean, out of high school, get funded. What were you funded for when you got out of high school? Right. <laughs> nothing. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. I mean, it was like, here's well, your, and here's your lambskin and bye-bye. Right. <laughs> and the robotics. The robotics, the robotics lab. lab. Come on. And ultimately watching, I've been, it's been fun. I've been watching Westlake as they're fo- on the, the football as they're each week. Yeah. And the technology crew, the kids um, that actually were getting started when my son was on the football team in, in 2009, um, the um, TV production that uh, Joe Taylor has been producing yeah. of these games, going the last, the last, I guess, the games up to state. And he's a, he's a great guy. He's followed, um, he does TV production. But he, had, he announces every time, it's the Westlake Tech kids who are doing all the video yeah. And it's a professional. Looks amazing. It's, it's crazy. It's it's amazing. It, it, it so looks the skills, amazing. you know. Although I don't know if they have home ec anymore, so oh, I don't know if years. they can't, you know, that making chocolate be... chip cookies and stuff. And I don't know if there's a shop class. You know, a shop class 
I still think might be kind of cool. I love shop. Just like, uh, you know, just like any kind of an art or class or electronics a, a, or yeah. auto shop or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. The um, and this this is what I'm um, I'm personally concerned about with two children that are going to be in high school here pretty pretty soon. Are is we're gonna we're gonna, are we gonna take our eye off the ball? Are we gonna take our eye off of academic excellence? I personally feel that's what a school should be doing, you know, in a simplest form, reading, writing, arithmetic. Get my kid ready so they can get into college. I can't do it. I can't. There's things that I, however, the school, this guy, I have this concept of partnership. And I want to talk to you about partnership. There's a partnership that should exist between parents and the school. And the partnership centers around making, getting that kid developed so they have options right. in front of them, right? Right. And, um, so they can go on and do all the, live the American dream. I think there's been some confusion over some time about what the role of school is mm-hmm. in fulfilling the responsibilities in that partnership, as opposed to what the roles are and the commitments that parents need to take um, in fulfilling that partnership. I've always believed that as a parent, um, I got to get my kids sleep. I got to make sure I create a uh, a structure at home so they give good study habits. They're showered and clean, free of lice, <laughs> you know. But they're they're polite, they're respectful, they um, uh, respect authority. I've always told my kids if it's got a badge on it or it's a teacher, you're doing it right. right? And um, you know, just to be good kids. And I've always uh, felt that I'm around difficult social moral issues this was my place to do to teach these things mm-hmm. and in the partnership with the the school it has to me it has to be academic now i understand that it can't all be academic right. because i learned great lessons from my teachers as i'm sure you did i had teachers that were throwing erasers at me <laughs> that i you know and and <laughs> getting physical with me back then mm-hmm. and i had teachers that would put their arm around me and help me, and you know, and 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 outside of the academic pretense, they were people, right? And they were mentors, and they were, you know, friends, and wanted to guide me through things. And I think that role has to be there. But, and that's at a teacher level, I think. But there are some things that have been kind of institutionalized now, or this pressure to institutionalize certain things in the academic setting that I think might breach some of the parental responsibilities in that partnership or might press up against them a little too hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you think the partnership has to be um, today? You know, do you feel there's a, a clear line? Is it opaque? Um, does one side know when it's stepping over to the other side? And, you know, what what should we do about it? How do we have a conversation about that? Well, I think that what you just said about how you're raising your own children and with the respect and uh, authority, the the uh, those kind of things is for me. That's that's all of it. However, and, and obviously, everybody has different feelings about how they raise their own children and their own opinion. You know what's what's important to them and everything. Um, and I agree that there needs to be a strong basis of kindness, mm-hmm. inclusiveness, mm-hmm. Um, the, the 
DEI, the diversity, equity, inclusion um, process, and uh, you know the the challenges around that. To me, the word inclusive or inclusion or whatever is everything. Mm-hmm. So I I think obviously any situation, any school, any business, anything needs a strong base of we are going to be civil. We're mm-hmm. going to be kind to each other. We're going to respect differences. And yet we are going to have boundaries and we, if if our differences, our personal differences are such, you can agree to disagree and there does not, you still, you need to remain civil. I think that yeah. the civility and the respect for different opinions and is is where it's at. So I really think that unfortunately... Um, I mean, just personally, it's just I feel like that there's always been a um, it's almost like other laws that we have laws for things that they're not enforced. So but if there were if the if the laws of the school or the rules of the school around bullying or bullying mainly, Mm because putting anyone down for anything that they're different or, or than a lot of the kids or or they have different opinions um should never be accepted. I think that that should be there should be a clear cut when it's seen, it's t- it's dealt with and everyone knows what happened. And there needs to be obviously discipline, the, a discipline mm-hmm. and there need it needs to be taken care of. But I think that if we get back to focusing on like you said the 3 Rs or the 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 academics and get away from um Anything, if you look, it's it's almost like you could look at every situation, and if there's a different way that parents would, a social culture or feeling about things, if it's going to vary by family, those are the things that need to stay, I believe, need to stay in the family. With the family, that's right. And if there's, obviously, if there's a problem, then, you know, I think there should be an open, both ways, parents should be able to talk get meetings and talk clearly with the, the school, the school teachers, uh, administrators, whatever, if they see a problem with a child or the mm-hmm. family, mm-hmm. there needs, it needs to, it almost, it needs to be brought up and it needs to be addressed yeah. and come to some conclusion. For this podcast to work and for us to achieve these common goals, we have to have a conversation. And so I want to encourage any of our listeners to write in, to call in, to go to the website, leave the comments, put comments on the bottom of the podcast. I only ask that you don't do it anonymously because one of the things that has torn down the conversation is too many people using electronic platforms to do things anonymously and not having the courage to put down what they think with their name next to it. I'm here putting down what I have to say with my name out there, and so will the guests that we invite on this program, and so we'd like to ask that from you. You can't dismiss the concepts of empathy, gratitude, and compassion, and they are important, of course. I want my kids to, to feel like they belong, of course. I want my children to be curious. I want them to be creative. You do too. I want them as individuals to explore their talents. And I certainly want them, 
uh, to be inspired to live wonderful lives once they leave high school. And and yes, my kids are leaving the house at 18. I want them to go out and be empathetic. I certainly want them to show gratitude. And I want my kids to be compassionate. But if this is going to be in the mission statement and it's going to be part of the culture, well, then it's obviously got to be part of the curriculum. I'd love to understand where the curriculum is being modified to teach these values. Do we have a course on empathy? You know, is there a session on how to be gratuitous? Is there, uh, you know, a PE course around, you know, compassion? And, and if you're going to do these things, how do we know that our children are meeting or exceeding standards? Is there a measurement? Am I going to see this on a report card somewhere? Are we going to get pluses and minuses? You know, binary representations, your kid's empathetic enough or, 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 or they, they are? Or, you know, your son wasn't as compassionate as he should have been when he was on the playground? I mean, where, where are these things going to show up? And, and how are all of these things, again, how do you elevate these concepts on par with something that you can measure, which is education? We've been measuring education for hundreds and hundreds of years. Uh, we know how to measure education. We know what education looks like when it's successful. And there's this you know, really important thing that happens in high school where you leave high school and you get into college or you don't. Or you go on to be an entrepreneur, or you don't. Or you live at home. All of it is a measure of the outcomes that were driven by the mission statement of the educational system you just completed. So what are we producing? And it comes back to this point I have in this partnership. You know, our responsibility as parents is, again, to you know make sure our kids are healthy, happy, fed properly, they're sleeping, and we got to pay our taxes. We have to pay our property taxes to fund all this. And the mission statement is going to drive the allocation of these dollars. So, you know, let's take all the soft stuff out of it and just look at the economic realities. Uh, All of our money in many, since, since the school was founded, all the property taxes that we do get back from the state have been focused on educational excellence. And uh, there's justification for allocating those dollars because that's what the mission statement says. So now we've changed the mission statement. And does that mean now our emphasis on where the dollars go is also going to be changed? I would suggest, yes, it's going to change. And are you okay with that? Are you okay uh, as a parent, and you're that parent with that third grader, that seventh grader, you know, where you still have a lot of formative years ahead, There's going to be a lot of influence that this district is going to put on your child. And now your economic dollars are being steered toward things that push or that emphasize empathy, gratitude, compassion, belonging uh, at the price of educational excellence. It might be, I'm just hypothetically saying here, you know, your third grader, when he or she reaches a senior at Westlake High School, Maybe the um, college placement rate is 70%, 65. You know, maybe uh, maybe it's less. I don't know. Maybe, um, you know, the, the, the college placement rate or the 
potential for college placement rate is low, but our kids are super, super kind, really compassionate. You know, is and I'm, I'm kind of teasing a little bit here, but, uh, you know, I'm kind of being a little absurd to demonstrate the absurdity of it potentially, but is that what we're is that what we're settling for? You know, and if they are going to these concepts, what does that education look like? Am I going to have a say uh, in a class about empathy? Is it a different type of empathy that the school is going to be teaching than the empathy I teach at home and my with my wife and I because we tend to be kind of hard asses? And and if it is, do I have a say in what that is? You know, when is the school going to be inclusive? Uh, they want that that word is a very important word to everyone these days. Inclusiveness. I was not included in the construction of this mission statement. I didn't even know what was going on. Did you know what was going on? Were you invited to be part of it? Who was part of it? Um, and and I think it's there's a little bit of irony here that if you're going to have uh, if you're going to build community, they want to unite community through respectful relationships. You have to just not say it. You have to do it. You, In order to get respect from the community, you have to respect the community. And these types of things, these big changes, albeit they seem small on their surface, they're big over the long term, need to be inclusive. And we need to have this discussion. And that's one of the reasons we started this Ian's Parents Unite podcast is because there's no discussion. It's a one-way discussion. It's done in the back room, in the back office. There's uh, you know, this awakening, if we play it back just a year and a half, we all woke up when we saw the types of things that were being taught to the kids over the, uh, over the Zoom meetings. And so many parents here and across the country said, what the heck? And the digging started. And so studying the mission statement and understanding the mission statement and all the other controversies that controversies that are playing out right now are are a result of the curiosity of the parents and we should be curious and and that's why we want this discussion here uh, on our podcast i want to understand why these things are important to other parents because you know what uh we're all parents the same you know, we're all going to make the same mistakes with our kids, sometimes different mistakes. We're going to do great by our kids. We're not going to do so great. But we all, at the end of the day, have the same thing in common. We want our school district to help us produce amazing kids. And maybe the school is stepping over its bounds here. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm ignorant. I have no idea. But that's a discussion we want to have. This podcast is brought to you by Ian's Kids First, ensuring that Ian's prioritizes our children's well-being, honors parental rights, and unites our incredible community. To learn more about our mission or to donate to our cause, please visit us at eanskids.com. That's E-A-N-E-S kids.com. <laughs>